1: Have you watched a dating reality show lately? From Love is Blind to f Point Island. Feels like there are increasing stakes and gimmicks for all these shows. So what does that say about romance in our society? I'm Roger Shang and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me as a resident online dating expert, Aaron Carson, welcome Aaron. Thanks for having me. So first off, I'm not imagining things. Am I, are dating reality shows really getting weird?
0: So that's kind of the central question that touched off this piece for me that I wrote and certainly my perception of things. And from talking to some other folks who also watch a lot of reality TV, it feels like we're in this really particularly chaotic moment with reality TV and particularly these dating shows. I mean, you can't really do reality TV without gimmicks, but some of the recent offerings just seem wilder than usual.
1: Yeah, just give me some examples of some of the, the weirder shows because I've – full confession, I haven't watched a, a dating reality show in a, in a long, long time, like literally years at this point. I mean, most of my content, frankly, I'm watching TikTok at this point or YouTube. But what what are some of the more outlandish examples?
0: Right. So, you mentioned, for example, F-Boy Island on HBO Max that is essentially um, – you know, a, a group of guys unleashed on an island. There's three women contestants and half of them are kind of self-proclaimed F boys and the other half are nice guys and the nice guys, quote unquote. And the girls have to figure out who is who, but it's just, it's, it's, it's so chaotic. Or you have a too hot to handle where the premise is they're trying to pay these contestants who have I, I guess are sort of um, maybe self-proclaimed, like not as into, say, the intellectual or the emotional as the physical, and they're paying them to keep their hands off each other. Um, and so, those are just a, a, a you know a couple examples of, of some of the stuff that's out there right now. And what's
1: behind the the willingness to embrace all these increasingly weird gimmicks?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few things at work, you know, for one, what's been true of reality TV for a long time is that it kind of has to top itself in order to keep people interested, right? I mean, when you think about one of the original dating shows, you have The Bachelor and the conceit of that is just, you know, whatever it is, 30 or so contestants vying for one person, but you know, how do you take that and iterate on it? You know, and and, and bring people in. Um, and unlike the original boom of reality TV in the late '90s, we we know that the competition is even more stiff for people's time and attention because you have such a proliferation of uh, you know streaming platforms and and networks and and whatnot. So you kind of have to go all out. To, to even make a blip
1: yeah that's that's a great point i want to focus on that like the the number of streaming services has obviously exploded over the last few years you mentioned hbo max there's disney plus there's peacock there's paramount plus uh and that that's you know on top of like the existing guys like netflix and hulu and prime how much of the how much of it plays into it? is it the is it just, is it one-upmanship or is it, uh, and I'm curious what the effect is of, you know, I brought up TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube. But I'm curious what the impact of all these streaming services plus competition from these other more user-generated content platforms has on just the amping up of the stakes of these shows.
0: Yeah. You know, I think for this, we can almost look back to that initial boom of reality TV shows. And I think that what was true then kind of remains true now is that, like, for one, reality TV shows have this built-in water cooler factor that's particularly attractive in an age of TikTok, in an age of Instagram, where, you know, viewers can get on social media and discuss the body language and the weird thing that this person said and, you know, all that generates like this free marketing, <laughs> right? And and again, in an age where you have so many options, if you can create a kind of like viral moment that helps your show stand out. And also um, what is still true is that reality TV is, is generally still cheaper to make than scripted shows, right? So, I mean, we know that some of these platforms have large budgets for, you know, doing, uh, huge shows. Uh, but if you're Netflix, for example, you can end up with a viral hit, like love is blind. And I'm, you know, I don't have numbers, but I am, I'm very confident in saying that that costs less than stranger things. right? (laughs) So, so, you know, um, I think it's kind of about balance and creating those viral moments and trying to like capture, um, you know, where you get people's attention and and playing off to the kind of online social media culture that that we have these days.
1: So more importantly, as we kind of pull back on this, what what is the this kind of new wave of dating reality shows? What Given sort of, if there's any kind of trend line, like what, what does that say about how society views romance? Or, or am I reading too much into things?
0: <laughs> right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you reading plenty into this. Um, the the argument that I've kind of been making in this piece is that when you look at some of these shows as a whole, so Love is Blind, Too Hot to Handle, Love in the Jungle, The Ultimatum, they all seem to hinge around an idea that there's something about modern dating that we're doing wrong you know with love is blind the idea is like oh if we didn't get caught up on looks we could find true love or too hot to handle you know if we didn't focus on the um on the physical and focused on the emotional like there's your answer there's all these you know there's always like that kind of core conceit that we're gonna do this thing differently than the way uh generalization every modern dater operates you know (laughs) um so, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's interesting. Um, partly because, you know, I, I cover online dating and then talking to people, looking at survey data, anecdotes or whatever it, you know, it seems like we are kind of in this moment where, um, online dating is kind of wild when you think about it. The, your phone could possibly be showing or your face is popping up on, on possibly thousands of phones on a Friday night or whenever. And there's all this weird stuff you have to deal with, where it's you know catfishing or uh, just just the, the strange habits that people have picked up. The kind of the commodification of finding a date, and and the only thing that's wilder than the idea of your face on like a thousand phones maybe is some of these shows.
1: Well, I mean, the way you describe it, uh, that sounds absolutely horrifying as someone's been married nearly a decade i'm like i'm so out of my element with this so it's fascinating to kind of read into this a little bit read your coverage on it uh you know you, you just talked about sort of the dysfunction and, and the way things have changed but obviously we've had the pandemic for the last two and a half years i'm curious if that had any kind of influence on i guess the way these shows were made or or, or the fact that they have kind of amped up things or they play into that theme you were talking about about how I guess something we're doing in terms of dating is wrong.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would be willing to say yes. You know, I think the first time that I wrote about Love is Blind was at the beginning of the pandemic. And kind of much like the Tiger King show, you know, it felt a little bit like an anecdote to living in this world where there are these like serious and dire things that are happening on what feels like a daily basis. Sometimes you just want to watch something kind of dumb and low stakes. And even so now, like I was thinking about how in the past several weeks, I've been watching Under the Banner of Heaven on uh, Hulu, which stars Andrew Garfield. It's a drama that's based on a book by one of my favorite writers. It's about these murders that took place in the 90s by a very fringe, fundamentalist Mormon group. And that's, it's a great show. It's also not what I want to watch right before I go to bed, you know? So sometimes uh, these kind of more frivolous shows, it can be like a, a palate cleanser.
1: Well, if you are in the mood for a palate cleanser, are there any of these particular shows you'd recommend and why?
0: So the one that I would actually recommend is maybe the, le- like the least chaotic of the bunch. Um, it's called Dating Around. It's on Netflix. And the premise is that each episode, you have one person go on a date with maybe three people, and it's like a di- you know, dinner and drinks kind of date, and the dates are all spliced together. And what I like about the show is, aside from the fact that it's like a little, you know, 20 or so minute bite of of TV, um, is that you do feel like you get some moments that are a little bit more authentic to the experience of actually dating these days. And also, as far as casting goes, it's not just a bunch of like pretty, white, straight people. So you get a little bit of a a broader view than you're used to seeing on most of these shows.
1: Got it. And, And lastly, is there a show that is just absolutely terrible or just weird but you can't stop watching.
0: Absolutely. So, there's a show called Love in the Jungle on Discovery Plus. It's 14 singles who are put in a jungle and mostly they can't talk and they have to rely on their kind of quote unquote instincts. It's got a lot of like grunting and they have to do these challenges that are based on mating rituals of various (laughs) animals and the narrator is trying to do some kind of like a David Attenborough thing um it's a mess. That, but, but again, it kind of underpins that idea. They're like, oh, we're we're missing something, and if we could just like get back to basics, we could, you know, um, <laughs> for, perhaps find love. Um, it's like seven ish episodes. Uh, it's chaos. So if you're looking for chaos, that that would be my my top bet right now.
1: That that definitely sounds like an entertaining hot mess. Aaron, thank you for your time. Check out our commentary on cnet.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at RogerWChang. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.